I feel like we need to set the scene for our listeners because uh, we're recording in our foyer or our whatever you would call this area yeah. in front of the window as normal. Yeah. And Pip is in her two chairs as normal, but she's covered up with a blanket. A lovely quilt. Yeah. It's so nice. She looks like a queen. <laughs> with a long a flowing crown. cape. Yeah. <laughs> Flowing from her throne. It's ridiculous. I love it. Uh, also, I was like an amazing grown-up this week. Oh, tell me how you were an amazing grown-up. I got gas before my gas light came on. <laughs> or like my gas light had just come on, mm-hmm. but I didn't wait for my car to like scream at me like, hey, you now. really need to get gas. Yeah. I had a girl. I know. I folded laundry and put it away. What? I know. Wild. I'm still living out of my suitcase from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I've been wearing the same shirt all week. So, <laughs> which I took a gamble. At. Joe and I have the same sweater, and I was like, I don't know if she's going to wear that sweater again today. She's been wearing it all week. Oh well, I'm going to wear it anyway. Yeah. So we matched today. Yeah. Uh, so, but actually, it's a good sweater for us to be wearing for this particular podcast because it has lemons on it. <gasps> yes. Um, so we'll just jump in. This is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 96, it's 10 things giving us zest, zest this holiday season. See, zest, lemons. That's, uh, that's why it's appropriate. <laughs> we're zesty today in our zesty sweaters. So before we started brainstorming for this podcast, Joe was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up with 10. And... Yeah, I kind of feel that. I feel that energy now, now that oh. I have written mine down. Were you able to get 10? Oh, yeah, pretty fast. Oh, good. I did. I ended up not having any trouble. Well, what I thought was going to give me trouble was because we had said, hey, it's the holidays. We'll do like something holiday specific, mm-hmm. like 10 things giving us zest to get us through the holidays. Yeah. And so that's where I was like, I mean, no. It can be hard, because, especially around this time of year, to take care of yourself and motivate yourself to get done all that needs to get done. It always feels like there's a million things to do. I can't even imagine with a family in your house. The Christmas parties, the sheer amount of treats that come home with your kiddos but and the, presents, all of that. Having oh. to like get a bunch of presents, having yes. to decorate. Like You cannot tell it's Christmas in my house. <laughs> it ha- it's not all like... It's only Christmas here. At the studio. Gotcha. It's only Christmas, like, at Make Do. I was talking with some of our itty-bitty parents today, and they were like, I just feel bad because we don't really decorate, because all of our itty-bitties are from, like, zero to, like, two or three. Yeah. Glass ornaments, a no-go. A giant tree, probably not a good idea. Or, like, glass Christmas villages, nuh-uh, not going to be a thing. So they were all swapping stories about, like, how they buy Christmas ornaments and specific decorations that the kids can play with. Yeah. And I think that's genius. The rest of the stuff stays up until they're old enough to not touch it. Uh But, I mean, your glass Christmas village shouldn't be on the floor anyway. No, but if it's on, like, a side table, like, my mom sets hers out on, like, I guess I would call it, like, a sofa table, that like, something Mm -hmm. that's tall enough to go against the back. We didn't have those at my house. But, well, Mooley has a few now, but they stay up year-round. Oh, I love that. Um, but my grandma did. She had like a whole village. Mm. 
And so I always love to go. It, like, it feels very much like a grandma thing to me. Did you know that Harry Potter, they have, there's a Harry Potter, Harry Potter branded Christmas village out now? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Are you going to get it? That, that is, seems like something that you would I have. would love to have it. It is so expensive. Oh, of course. Each piece is like $160. And I, I understand licensing and all that. But anyways, that is not one of the things giving me <laughs> zest. So but that's instead, the kind of stuff that you that like you let your parents and your in-laws Like know, you buy one and they, year or something. Yeah, like you let them build your collection for you. I can just imagine, because I have a cat at my house, mm -hmm. that I would just be like that much more upset if it got knocked over and broken. Oh, yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes. I am totally ready. Uh, did you... So we, our goal was 10. Did you come up with 10? No. Okay. Well, then I'll go first. <laughs> Please do. I'll probably think of some things. On the um, okay. The first thing giving me zest is... Crocheting ornaments. I'm pointing at them right now at the tree. <laughs> well, there's not any there because we, I gave them oh, away. Oh, you took them down already? I gave oh, them away. There's, yeah, there's just a few. Yeah. But it was covered. Yeah. Crocheted ornaments. Okay. So actually, that's the first on my list because over Thanksgiving break, I was, after watching Joe make these, I was determined to learn how to make them too. I maybe, it's my, maybe been a sour in the last few weeks because crocheting was hurting my bicep post shoulder surgery but that's like gotten better and I just can't stop I bought all when um Hobby Lobby Christmas stuff went 60% off I bought all of the big plastic balls that they had left and then I got some little ones too so I'm gonna have to like figure out how to make it fit on some on the little ones. ones yeah but I just I love making them I have always loved the look of anything that's made out of textiles that's not typically made out of textiles. Mm. So this like crocheted, it kind of looks similar to like a granny square if y'all have seen those, mm. um, but around a Christmas bauble and I think it's fabulous. I also like last year and maybe the year before we did macrame ornaments, mm -hmm. um, like around a Christmas bauble and it just feels vintage to me. Tonight, oh, yes. so well, when this comes out, it will already have happened, but yeah. we're having a quilted ornament, faux quilt. I mean, there's no sewing, but quilted ornament class tonight yeah. that I think looks super cool too. So I love yes. all of that. What, what has made this a thing giving me zest was it was a small craft that I could take with me and like work on while I was talking with family. Mm. I also was able to teach people how to do it because I brought enough crochet hooks to do that. And it also makes for like a really good Christmas gift. Yeah. It uses up scrap yarn because you don't need that much to make one. And you can personalize them with like colors that are meaningful to someone. And they're, I can almost guarantee you no one is going to have a bulb like this on their tree. I love getting to play with all the colors. To like mix and match. Mm -hmm. I have the same feeling about when I get it like a new eyeshadow palette. And I'm like, oh, look at all these colors. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put them all on my face. I made some for my sister and my mom when I was home over um, Thanksgiving. And they both wanted red and green. Like traditional. And I was like, what? I know. My mother-in-law is the same way. I love a multicolored Christmas. I made my Muli one that was red, green, and white. And I was like, this just looks like Mexico or the Italian flag. Yeah, I think you then have to play with like shades and whatnot to make it feel. I didn't have, I forgot to bring home my lighter green. So I only had like, like my darker green. That makes sense. So anyway. Um, okay. We, what yeah. yours was also, your first one was, was also, also the crochet. crochet and I just want to say, 
just put it in on Pinterest if you're really interested. There's like a billion tutorials on how to if make... I, I'll put the link in the show notes of the one that I've been using. Yeah, it's fun. Um, okay. I'll go again then since that was both of ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pip snuggles. <laughs> okay, so what's going on? With, so, doesn't she snuggle you year round? Well, oh, yeah, she does. But um, I think because it's colder, she is like wanting to be curled up and like covered up and... She's sleepier, and so mm. it's just been less zoomies and craziness and more like, oh, you ready to go to bed, and it's 7.30? Okay, let's go to bed. <laughs> She's just been, like, really cuddly. So she wants to be just, like, next to you? Um, It depends. In the morning, she wants to be, like, right on my chest, like right in my lap on top of me. But in the evenings, because I bring my work home, you know, all the time. It doesn't, mm-hmm. I mean, I try to work in the mornings too, but I have to put my computer on top of her. But um, <laughs> in the evenings, she'll curl up like beside me. Like if I'm sitting long ways on the couch, she'll get between my legs and the back of the couch. Like, you know, but she wants to be all curled up. Yes. And under the covers. Oh, I love it when animals do that. Yeah. That's so precious. Okay, what's your next one? Uh, small, balanced to-do lists. Here is what okay. I mean. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I struggle with to-do lists and making myself do way too much or things that I don't actually need to be doing. So here is what I do. In the evenings, you know, after I've had a busy day, I try to do two things. One... Some sort of chore, whether it's, and this is outside of cooking dinner because that has to happen. Mm. Otherwise, we don't eat. Um, it can be doing dishes, laundry, or something that is that is good for, for like my household. Yes. Do one thing. Um, the second is to do something to care for myself. So whether that's taking a bath or, you know, eating a little piece of chocolate or taking time to watch a TV show or going to bed early, that's one thing that I need to get done as well. And by doing that each through the week, it helps me to like eat through some of the things that need to get done without me getting burnt out Mm -hmm. because I'm making myself a priority. Yeah. So. I've been trying to do uh, little chores while my coffee is brewing in the morning. This is a habit that I go get, try to get into often and then it never sticks, but Mm -hmm. that's been nice. Yeah. as well. It's just important to make small manageable goals mm-hmm. and to because that way it keeps you out of like making these really long lists that you feel like are on a like you well, can't get to. Well, and it's less about goals and more about the tiny habits, right? I suppose, but see, the da- habits is a dangerous word for me because if I don't do one of those two things, if it's supposed to be a habit, then I beat myself up about it. But if it's just like and this is semantics. But if I yeah. view it differently, then it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't do that today. Well, I can try again tomorrow. See, that's funny how d- differently we think because goals is the trigger word for me. Mm-hmm. Like, because if it's a goal, if I'm like, I'm going to do this three times a week and then I don't do it, then I feel like I failed. To me, a habit, like an actual habit is the things that we do without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm going to work out three times a week is not a habit. Mm -mm. Actually working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday all the time because that's what you do because it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's a habit. Mm -hmm. So when you can turn your goals into habits, 
it loses the, like then yeah. it's just, you're not thinking about it. It's what you do because it's what you do. The reason I don't like the word habit is because when I don't do it on the day that I'm supposed to do it, then it's not a habit anymore. Mm-hmm. I've broken it. So then I'm not, I'm never what actually going to have a like habit. about things like brushing your teeth? I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call. That's what I'm saying. I don't call, like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. We use habits, habits get connected with goals in ways that I don't think they should. Like this is actually a timely conversation for like new year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. Here are the things I want to change about myself. These are the goals I have. Here are the things I'm going to do to reach those goals. And then we're calling those things habits when they're not like, it's not a habit. I have gotten with my, I had my shoulder surgery. I actually got out of the habit of like doing my skincare mm-hmm. out of the habit of brushing my teeth in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was a couple of habits that I did without thinking that I mm-hmm. quit doing because my shoulder surgery like interrupted it. It's not a goal to do my skincare every night. It was a habit. Does that make sense? I hear what you're saying. And like you said, it's semantics. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, man, small manageable to-do lists. Yeah. So it's given me zest. What about you? Um, next? My next one is that I o- think. Well, yeah, because, well, I only have three more, like insurance is only mm-hmm. giving me three more, but also then I'll be done. Oh, cause you're ready to be over with yeah. it. I'm just sick of it. And I feel like within the last, by now it's probably been the last month, but I definitely feel like I turned a corner. Like, when I had, I think I had five visits left and I was thinking, I don't see how I'm going to be ready to be done in only five visits. Mm-hmm. But then we've sh- had to stretch them out where I'm going like every week or every 10 days or so. And so just, it's amazing how the time builds up versus like if I had used them all when I was going twice a week, that would have only been two weeks and I wasn't making much progress in two weeks. Yeah. But like now I finally feel like the end I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I haven't heard you talk about your shoulder all that much. Mm-mm. Now, mind you, we have had Thanksgiving since then, so I didn't get to see you, but I haven't felt like you've talked about your shoulder. Mm-mm. It's been like sore and stuff. The other day I was driving home and I had like a twinge in it that hurt really bad that I hadn't, like I used was getting those all the time. Mm-hmm. And then this was the first time I had, it had really like been noticeable in a few weeks. So that's oh, cool. my... That is giving me zest. That's wonderful. Uh, Mac and cheese is giving me zest. (gasps) Ooh, I love mac and cheese. Not just eating it, but also making it. From scratch. Yes. However, here's my little hack, a sneaky hack for all of you out there. This is like the halfway point between making like homemade fancy baked mac and cheese and the box stuff. Mm. All right. So here's what I do. I take whatever cheese I, I usually have a block of cheese in the house. But you get like a sharp cheddar or whatever. You grate up like like half a cup. And then here's the secret to making the delicious cheese sauce. You grab a couple of slices of that American cheese. Because mm-hmm. it has emulsifiers in it that like helps to take the cheese that's in that you've grated and melted into a sauce. You throw a knob of butter in there and you add like the tiniest amount of milk. And then you whisk it until it's all smooth and melty. You throw in more milk if you need it. I like hitting it up with a little garlic powder. It doesn't make it taste like garlic. It just gives it like an umami boost. And then you pour that over cooked pasta. Bam. Stovetop mac and cheese. You can make it really big or really small. And you can like jazz it up with 
whatever you want. Sometimes I throw peas in there, frozen peas for a little extra green in my diet. Um, that makes me think of being a kid. We would eat tuna casserole with mac and cheese and peas and Pringles on top. Pringles? What fl- Like just regular Pringles? I think so. That's wild. Pringles on top of a casserole. I guess it's like I mean, French fried a- onions. Yeah, or don't casseroles typically have something crunchy on top? Yeah, I just wouldn't imagine to put Pringles, which to me are like magic chips. Oh. Because they're like reconstituted potato flakes that have been turned into chips, you know? Oh. Well, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was one of our meals we would eat as a kid. Well, let me tell you, my, I'm very proud of my mac and cheese. It my sounds amazing. Cup. It's wonderful. I get the Annie's mac and cheese, but I make it with um, 2% Greek yogurt instead of milk. Ooh, that is also another good hack because it gets so tangy. Mm-hmm. And protein. Yes. So there you go. Mac and cheese, people. It's good stuff. Okay. My next thing giving me zest is a book series called Nevermore. And it is written by, I think she's from New Zealand. The author's name is Jessica Townsend. And I listened to them. um, Well, my sour is actually that I had an hour left of the last book and it got returned on my Libby Uh, app. No, wait. So now I have to uh, get, it's like an audiobook from the library app on my phone. And so now I have to wait until... Like Someone I had to put else. it on hold again. Ugh. So now I have to wait two weeks or whatever just to hear the last hour, which is going to take me. It's probably only like 30 minutes worth of mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so annoyed. Anyway, so then I was feeling sad because I didn't get to. There's only three books out right now. Okay. And so I got the first book again and I'm re-listening to it. What makes them so great? <sighs> they give me. Now, this is going to sound. Everyone calm down. Don't yell at me. Okay. It gives me the same feeling as Harry Potter. Not Harry Potter now. Harry Potter has like blown up into this whole thing, right? That's actually disconnected from the books. I mean, the books are part of it, but it's this whole megaverse of Harry Potter Christmas Village, Harry Potter. Oh, it's gone the way of Star Wars. Yeah. And and there's like, we know all the whole story is out and everyone's reread it over and over and over. But if you can go back to the first time you read Harry Potter, like reading the first book, Mm -hmm. just the first book before the movies were out, before anything like that is how, and how magical like that first Harry Potter book was. Mm -hmm. That is nevermore is giving me like the same, like that sort of like discovery and entering a new magical world. Yes. I get that. And it's like adjacent, but they're not wizards. There's, there is like, magic they call it wonder there mm-hmm. is a magical element to it and and their their world is different than ours mm-hmm. um so there definitely is like a fantasy layer to it um but the main character is a girl um there's like animals are part of the story like talking animals mm-hmm. um so it's been, it's a fantastic. They're supposed to be, uh, but now I'm like, it, all the books aren't out. 
Oh, so you have to have wait. to wait. I think the fourth book is supposed to come out maybe October of 2023. See, but parts of me love, that's what I loved about the Harry Potter books was mm. like, oh, the next one's coming out. And we all got to talk and speculate about what was going mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. That's a magical place to be. And it's been going back and listening to the first one. You know, when you go back to Harry Potter, you like, it's all connected. Like the last book, there's pieces of it in the first book. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm further on, because when I first started listening, I was, you know, you're not listening to everything at the beginning or you're not absorbing everything at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, oh, <gasps> Oh, she laid a little, she was like letting us know in the second page what was coming. Yeah. But you don't see it that way when you're reading it for the first time. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, I'm excited about it. I've been telling everyone, I'm like, you have to read these books. Yeah, Joe came to the studio and told me about it, which uh, leads me to my uh, zesty thing. This is one that I just thought about. Mm. Um, there's this TV show on Disney Plus called The Owl House. Uh-huh. And... It has Harry Potter vibes. Okay. Human steps into... Is it just a show? What did it's it start just a book? show. There's only two seasons. I think there's going to be a movie to wrap it up. They canceled it. Oh. Which is really sad. Um, but girl goes into a magical world. And I don't know if you remember this from the Harry Potter books, but like the first few, like they would talk about how like... Oh yeah, Argus Filch hangs kids by their thumbs in the deten- like the the intensity uh-huh. through which wizarding children were like put through. Uh-huh. It's that where they go there's a wizarding school um but everyone is called witches like both like girls, boys and yeah. in between but also there's not just like there's not just like people there there's like a demon. They call them demons but they're just monsters. Yeah. It's really special. And what also is really special about this show is there's a lot of really good representation in this show. Not only in the voice actors, but in the characters. So it's animated. It's animated. Um, And it it just, it has a lot of female leading, uh, leading roles. Very good. Lots of magic. And it just brings me so much joy. So there you go. Yeah. So both seasons are out. Both seasons are out. Supposedly, there's supposed to be a movie to wrap it up, but Disney canned it, and I think they canned it way too soon. Mm. Uh, rumor is Nevermore is going to be a musical. <gasps> what? Okay, maybe I do need to go and read these books. You need to. You would love them. Okay. Well, after I finish Owl House, I'm going to hop on that wait list after you and get the I, first book. The first and second book, there's no wait list. I don't oh, know perfect. why there's a wait list for the third book. Hmm. And I think that I would like reading them too. Sometimes I wonder like if I had read it first, because the, the narrator is fantastic mm. too. Um, it's a woman. I couldn't understand because she has like a... New Zealand Australian kind of accent. Oh, cool! So some of the words I can't understand how they they would be spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like I think I will maybe buy the books. All right, good They're enough so to good. purchase. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? My next one is Mama Bear's Cold Care Tea. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because I made this for you yesterday. <laughs> um, so why is it your zest? I for like two weeks now have been feeling. Probably more than that. Probably. Thir- no. Pip off. 
Pip is trying to hop on our fancy couch without its protective covering. Yeah, it's my fault because I've been letting her get up there when there's a blanket on it and it's not there, but she still wants to get up. Okay. Um, it is tea that we just had in our break room on our tea shelf mm-hmm. and I've been drinking it for a couple weeks now and it's like my afternoon treat. Uh, helping to soothe your... Yeah. throat and whatnot well and sometimes i'm like can you make me more tea can you make me some more tea <laughs> can you come heat up my tea it's ice cold hey so. i get that warm drinks are important which brings me to my one of mine uh spiced tea <laughs> <laughs> because i think just having a warm cup of like something that smells and tastes like cloves and cinnamon helps me get through the holiday what tea are you drinking any so, spiced tea and in- right now i'm drinking a chai but I've also been drinking the, there was like a pumpkin spice that you brought from Trader oh, Joe's. Uh-huh. Um, and also my friend Karen gave me this hot cinnamon tea and mm. it's like a like less sweet version of liquid red hots. Yum. It's so good. Does it ma- there's a tea that my sister drinks, but it has something in it that makes my tongue feel numb. Oh. So I don't ever drink it, but it's kind of spicy like that. And so yours sounds good, but then I'm also afraid it will make my tongue go numb. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. So spiced tea of any kind is giving me zest. Mm. All right. What about you? Um, Nancy's coming back. <gasps> yes! Our volunteer, um, Nancy, has been gone for like, it feels like six months, but I know that's not true. <laughs> it's probably been like a few months, like two months maybe. Or more. Three. Like, I don't know. Did, was she really coming while I had my shoulder surgery? Like, did know. she help us do yes. the storage at all? Yes. Okay. And then she quit coming mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. You were still in your brace. Yeah. Or your my sling. sling. But she's been gone for at least two months. We miss her. Um, And she had told us she would needed a hiatus, but we didn't know for how long it was going to be. But she let me know before Thanksgiving that she will be back. Woohoo! Maybe even on the Next day that this week. recording comes out. Oh, I can't yes. remember when she's coming back. It's a glorious day when Nancy's here. I know. We love her. Yes. Thank, thank you for coming back. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, fake snow. Ooh. <laughs> so, like, there's so many kinds of fake snow. <laughs> there are. So, um, today, when you listen to this, it's going to be last Friday. I tested out a fake snow recipe for our kids for itty bitty playtime and they loved it. Like they, when I said, Oh, do you want to go come play in the fake snow? They were like, snow. And it was wonderful because, um, I put some little mini Christmas trees out with it and some little figurines. So they like made a little scene. And what's great is like the snow can clump on these objects so they could like pick it up and make it flurry. So basically, the recipe is... um, Did you find it online? I did find it online. I'll link it. Okay. It's... um, Baking soda. Yes, it's baking soda. It's a cup of baking soda to like half a cup of cornstarch. And you can just scale that up. Yeah. And then to help it clump, you just pour in like four tablespoons of water. And if you want to get really fancy, you can throw it in the freezer or in the refrigerator oh, for a little bit. To make it cold. Yes. So it is messy. Yeah. Know this. And it will stick to their hands. But really fun to play with. And you I mean, probably have that snow is messy too. Yeah. It doesn't melt though. Which is nice. <gasps> right. Um, okay. The next thing giving me zest is that it's December. 
And why is that, Joe? It's my birthday month. That's right, it is. So are you going to be traveling home on your birthday? Or are you leaving before no, I'll probably then? be home by my birthday. Okay. My birthday is December 22nd. Yes. Um, I also just love December. I just... Well, it's been like cloudy lately, uh-huh. which I know you really It's dig. getting cooler. Like I would still say it's not cold yet. We've had some cold, mm-hmm. but I ha- have not got my jacket out. Yeah. Um, and, and oddly, I'm still like, I haven't been sleeping under my covers yet because it was hard with my shoulder. I was just sleeping on top of my covers and I'm still just sleeping with like a, my summer blanket. So I'm obviously not feeling very cold at night, which is odd. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I love December. <laughs> Work-wise, I love January. Mm. Like I love starting a new year yeah. at work. But I also really like December. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I get that. Okay. Um, number five is I've been making time to see some friends. Hey. It's hard to number get Number five. Oh, sorry. It's not number five. It's number five on my list, but I've been jumping around. Number seven. Yeah. Okay. So um, getting back into seeing people, especially after Thanksgiving while the holidays are ramping up is really tough, but there are some things that I've wanted to do, like go to the class tonight or there's a chocolate gravy judging (laughs) that's happening tomorrow that I'm so excited about. Are you judging? Well, it, that's what you do. So like you Oh, go, you mean that ju- you're not a judge. There are judges. There are main judges, but then also the people who buy tickets get a vote. Yeah. And so we get to go in and vote. Yeah. For You're attending the yes. chocolate gravy cook-off. And I would like to think that my voice is being heard in the spirit of democracy, but maybe the judges are like they have a No, there's a say. people's choice. Yeah. There's different like the judges select an amateur winner and a professional winner. Mhm. So the judges have two awards that they get. Yes. And then there's the People's Choice yes. Award that the professionals and amateurs are all mixed in mm-hmm. together. Which I'm really excited because one of my kiddos told me that they're going to be entering. <gasps> one of the make-do kiddos. Do you already have your ticket? Oh, I need to buy that today. But yes. You can also buy it tomorrow morning. Yeah, but it's a little bit more expensive. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. goes up in price. Oh, I to know. what? I should know I'm on the <laughs> holiday of life. It goes up by two bucks. Oh. It's not bad, but I should get it tonight. Anyways, so these are things that I already wanted to do, but I also want to see my friends. And I have this weird habit of I tend to split up things where I'm like, I want to go do this thing. And then I also need to hang out with my friends. This I'm combining them yeah. during the holiday season. So I'm inviting some friends to come and eat chocolate gravy with me. Which is awesome. And then I've invited some friends to come with me to the ornament class tonight. I don't ask people to come with me to things like that because I think that people wouldn't want to come to them. For some reason, I'm under this delusion that the things that I like are weird and most people don't want to come to them. Mm. But I'm learning that that's not true. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, sometimes people are busy or sometimes they don't want to spend the money, but that's different than not wanting to do the things that you like. Well, and that's the thing. Most of the time when I ask my friends, they want to come. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, that's just giving me zest, making time for friends. Yes. Okay. Similar to just the fact that it's December. um, One thing giving me zest is the Giving Tuesday that we just had. Ah. And also just my feeling good at my work in general. Um. 
it's also one of the things that's draining me of my zest because work is exhausting. But it's yes. hard when work is also the thing that you love the most. Mm-hmm. Like when work is your hobby, but people tell you, don't work so much. That's hard. Oh, it is do something hard. you love and you're like, but I love my work. Mm-hmm. Well, but don't do that. Anyway. Um, so this was our best giving Tuesday ever. It was incredible. We surpassed our goal. Ah. Our goal was $5,000 because we had a $5,000 match. Yep. And we did about 6200 Um, So we met our full match. Mm-hmm. And it's not the end. <laughs> no. And I told that in our thank yous. I was like, hey, by the way, we're not done yet. Yeah. It's not the end of our giving season. But it was a really good start. Yes. It was so wonderful. And I was just, again, astounded at how many people came out to support us. Mm-hmm. Um, which this actually leads into... My next what's giving me zest is asking for help. So this kind of ties in. So I, Joe challenged me to be one of the champions and in our peer-to-peer fundraiser. I did not give you a choice. That's true. <laughs> I just was. I said, uh, you work there, you're doing this. Yeah. This is part of your job. Yes. <laughs> so... I And when Madison says champion, she means we had like... The technical term is peer-to-peer fundraisers where someone can set up their own fundraising page to raise funds on behalf of Make Do. I was just shocked about, like, everyone who I asked through text messages gave, people who I didn't even know, like, or not know, but who I haven't talked to in a, a really long time, they gave. And I... This is just why we need to be more comfortable asking for help or asking for things Mm -hmm. because you will be shocked by how many people are willing to help. Mm -hmm. So I was telling Richard, there's quite a few projects that I want to get done before the holiday season. And he goes, well, how can I help? And my first instinct was to go, well, you can't because he can't sew because he can't, you know, whatever. But then I thought there probably are some things that he can do to help me out to prep for those projects. So even if one of those things is, could you make dinner tonight? Because then that would free me up yep. for an hour to do this to other thing. To complete this project. Exactly. So ask for help, people. Mm-hmm. Like, ask your friends for help. Be like, hey, I just really need someone to come sit with me while I get through this. But you know what? Another part of that is in order to ask for help, you have to know what you need. This is true. And one thing that made this Giving Tuesday different than Giving Tuesdays in the past was I had a very clear goal. Mm-hmm. Not just for Giving Tuesday, but like through the end of the year for Make Do. And in the past, I've thrown out, like I think last year on Giving Tuesday, I was like, hey, help Make Do raise $5,000 on Giving Tuesday. And we raised 1000 because I had put no forethought into it. Mm-hmm. And it was I just was participating because it's what nonprofits do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't tell people what that money was going to go toward. Mm-hmm. What it was like, we hadn't warmed anyone up, yeah. So it's like with Richard asking what he can do to help with your crafts. If you don't know, or your projects, I yeah. should say, if you don't know what you need, you can't ask for help. It's true. Well, and something that you said when we were asking for people's support was, you know, stay out of people's wallets, and I think oh. you can extend that into. Stay out of like what people can and can't do. Right. Um, Because they may say yes because they can or because they want to learn. Like don't assume that someone can't do something. Also, you have shared before that 
saying yes, you have a hard time saying no. Mm -hmm. And so you also can't project your own struggle saying no onto other people. Yes. And it's not a kindness for you to just not ask because you don't want to force that person into something into saying yes to something that they don't actually want to do. It's not my responsibility to set boundaries for them. It's their responsibility. Right. So I have to trust that when I ask a friend, hey, can you come help me work on this, that they will say no if they need to. Yeah. So... <laughs> I had to give Madison a little pep talk on Giving Tuesday because you were going to send emails. I was going to send emails and you were like, no, send a text because you don't need to give people an out. They will tell you no. You, I said, in- inboxes are going to be like really full. You should just send someone a text. It'll make it so much easier. Yeah. And you said, well, I feel like... It, it like pressures them and you're like, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> in an email, they kind of still have an out and I'm like, they can still say no to a text. Yes, they can. So. Also, we want people to say yes. Obviously. Yeah. But like we do all of these things to make it, we assume we know what is going to make someone else uncomfortable. Yeah. And so we're trying to like ease their discomfort. And so then we're not being clear about what we need mm-hmm. or really asking for what will actually be beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. Also, someone else can f- not feel discomfort when we don't even know What's going to cause them discomfort? Yeah. Anyway. We have to trust that people are going to set their own boundaries. Yeah. There you go. So, um, so uh, yeah, Giving Tuesday was good. Yeah. And so I said asking for help. Asking so now it's help. your yeah. turn. Um, okay. A candle that I got from Bath and Body Works. A candle? Yeah. Um, Bath and Body Works had their candles on sale a couple weeks ago. And so um, I went in this was before my well my shoulder was getting a little better but I couldn't like reach the candles up on the higher shelf with my (laughs) well I could reach them to pull them down but I couldn't put them back up so I was having to use my left arm to put them back up Mm -hmm. anyway I am like picky on smells I don't want anything that smells like it's supposed to be food but Mm -hmm. it's not um but there was one now I don't even know the name what it is it's like patchouli and something else. And mm-hmm. it just smells so good. And it like lasts in my house. Mm-hmm. So I just burn it for a couple hours at night. But then like when I go home mm-hmm. today, I'll still be able to smell it. Nice. I know. And before I was, I was like, candles are bad. I'm going to use essential oils. Mm-hmm. But essential oils don't stick around like that for me. Mm-hmm. So. Makes um, sense. Anyway, candle. There Bath and Body Works. Um. I have really been enjoying this new robe that I have made for myself. Mm. Um, I made it out of a 1950s, uh, like, bedspread, mm. and I love it. Did you line it? No, I didn't. This stuff is thick because it's a Chanel bedspread. Well, but I'm, okay, but it's not, because sometimes if you say 1950s, I just think polyester and, like, no. scratchy. And- so this is cotton, 100% cotton. And I love it because it's heavy and... It like goes all the way down to the floor. I gave it ginormous pockets and it feels like I'm wearing a blanket the whole time. Is it kind of like your house dress that you wear, but just a robe? It's funny you should mention that because I drafted my own pattern for this, but it's based on a Mm. conjunction of that, of that pattern with long sleeves. Mm. It just makes me feel fabulous and cozy. What color is it? It is baby blue. Okay. Yeah. Baby blue. And it's got coral and yellow flowers that are tufted onto it. (gasps) Ooh. Oh, this is a good looking robe. Like, um, I think I talked about this on the podcast a few months ago, 
but these robes go for like three to four hundred dollars when people make them. I've never been a robe person. You know, I haven't been either because I'm like, do you wear it right out of the shower right. or whatever? But now I wear it as basically like a house jacket yeah, over my Yeah, so you're PJs. wearing something under it. Oh, 100%. That I can handle. It's like robes that you're supposed to put on like when you're still wet. I yeah, know. I don't get that. And maybe that's not how they're intended. But I'm just wearing it like a house jacket and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I love it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, my last one is, this goes back to kind of it being December, is that it's getting dark early and we have longer hours of darkness <laughs> and i know a lot of people don't like that yeah but i love nighttime and i love i'm more creative at night i have more energy at night um it also makes me go i'll go to bed earlier because like i have earlier nighttime hour like earlier dark hours and so then i can have two hours of creative dark time <laughs> and then it's still what like nine o'clock yeah and so then i'll go to bed earlier but i just love the winter sun schedule (laughs) i'm glad you do we need people like you who enjoy that i think especially around christmas time i don't mind it it's in january and february where i'm like i'm over this yeah i'm kind of done with it but but like I guess in December you need it to be dark because then there's all the lights. Yeah, you stuff. need to be able to see all the pretty Christmas yeah. lights. Um, I don't have a tenth one. Um, this oh. is actually something that I was talking about with my therapist, where she was like, "Just you're a person who finds joy in the little things. Try to go and find something that is small that lets you enjoy the holidays in just a small moment. You may not feel the holiday cheer like you have in years past, but just find that one thing and just enjoy it for the few moments that it lasts. Mm. And so that's kind of my mission is I'm taking on this. Like that's what you're looking, that is your challenge. Yeah. Find your own zest in that way. I need my one last little (coughs) holiday zest. I need to go and find it. So what kind of things would be on that list that you would see? I mean, normally I love listening to Christmas music and like decorating the tree. Um, I love going and looking at Christmas lights and ice skating, but for a lot of different reasons this year, none of that holds as much joy as it used to. Well, I don't know if it's even around yet. I mean, it's only December 2nd right now. That's fair. But I mean, we have the Christmas tree up at our house and we're getting all the things down and I'm just not feeling it. And so I even pull out like all of my Christmas like wear, like my sweaters and oh yeah, and all of that. Um, so I'm on the hunt for it. And when I find it, I will let y'all know. But maybe y'all can join me in that mission and find some of the things this holiday that bring you a little bit of joy. Yeah. So um, I think, well, Mannheim Steamroller always. <laughs> yeah. And like... Pepperminty hot chocolate. Oh, yes. But not as a candle. I have to say, I do love hot chocolate with a ungodly amount of ready whip on top. Mm. It's dumb, but I love it. Um, I mean, my new favorite is hot chocolate with fireball in it. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty good. That's cinnamon whiskey, yeah. if you didn't know. Um, What else would maybe do it for me? It's hard too because 
like there's a difference between Christmas break mm-hmm. and like right now when we've been really busy. Sure. But I feel like I, and maybe this is part of it. I feel like I should be in the spirit because oh. we have been surrounded like we've had our Christmas stuff up at Make Do for the longest time. But sometimes I think that that makes it lose its like its specialness. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but I'm going to watch uh, A White Christmas with some friends of mine. So maybe that'll get me in the mood. Um, but sometimes it can be really hard when you watch the world outside and things are not good. Mm. When you see like the injustices in the world and when you see the tragedy but I think Christmas is one of those times where it should be okay to be like reflective and to know that, yes, there are terrible things in the world, but we need to look for the small things to bring us a little bit of hope. I mean, like Jesus was a really small thing that was bringing hope. But yeah. also, I think this is part of the disillusionment that comes with getting older mm-hmm. with Christmas because those the darkness of the world has always been 100%. There. It's always been And like, there. that's what Advent is about. Like light and hope and joy was the other Advent piece. There's four of them. Uh, light, hope, joy. See, because we grew up in a tradition that didn't do Advent. I think it's love. Love? Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Oh, there's hope in there. Yeah, I said hope. Okay. Light, joy, hope. Where's the ones I knew? Okay, yeah. And then Joy might not even be love. one. Anyway, yeah. you get what I'm saying. Like, that's always been part of. Yeah. That's what I found it. cathartic in in doing the Advent mm-hmm. is that it gives you space for lamenting over the ways in which the world is mm-hmm. broken um, and then looking, t- looking forward into hope. And even, like, we don't really celebrate this because it is rooted more pagan i guess but the winter solstice like mm-hmm. celebrating not celebrating that's the wrong word mark observing or? the winter solstice and it's the longest night mm-hmm. and the fact that after that like the darkness. nights will get shorter yes mm-hmm. and so you're marking like that this the, is as bad as it gets mm-hmm. if you want to equate darkness with things that aren't so good right or but even darkness doesn't have to be bad but it is a time when things are asleep when Mm -hmm. you can't see stuff so it doesn't even have to be bad to be like represent a time of waiting Mm -hmm. or something like that yeah anyway it always makes me think of the charlie brown christmas special where charlie brown's like i'm just not in the spirit this year and they're like you need involvement and that's not what he needs he just needs to find the one thing that brings him joy, which mm-hmm. happens to be a silly little Christmas tree that he cares for yeah. that no one else has cared for. Yeah. So. Well, so yeah. we just listed t- 10 things. Yeah, there you go. You're nine on cer- in search <laughs> of your 10th. Yes. Um, that are bringing us zest, at least. Yeah. S- a few of mine were all related to just the fact that it's December. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's an, it's good to enjoy this time of year in the season that we're in. Yeah. Um, I apologize if you have been able to hear Pip chewing her bone for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm now holding it. She brought it to me. I think because she couldn't get under her covers by herself, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't so know. She couldn't be cozy. Um, so. We said a lot of sweet things. Yes. I already said my sour was that I didn't get to listen to the last 30 minutes of my Yes. Audiobook number three of Nevermore. Okay, let me tell you my sour. I already know it's silly, but I just still feel bitter about it. 
Here in Cersei, there's a lot of different Elsa appearances that people get to like go and yeah. take pictures with their kid and Elsa. You know Sweet Peep is doing Yes, Elsa. they are. And Anna. Yeah. So I do a very good Elsa, uh-huh. and I don't feel like I'm tooting my own horn for that. It's just true. But I know that they, like, a lot of these other things are connected with different organizations and they need to use their people. But I just know I could do it better. <laughs> but what, like, do you want those people to call you? They don't know you exist. I you know. You can't look up Elsa in the phone book and then have I'd your number. I'd love it to be, to be me there, but. You know you can be Elsa on behalf of Make Do anytime. I know. But it feels like it would be an oversaturation for them to be around the corner and then for us to have it. But it already is oversaturated and like businesses don't talk to each other and figure out like, you know, but we should do Elsa something in the winter. Yes. In like Like January January or February. I would love to do that because I love making children happy. Yeah. (laughs) I just want it to be me. But I will be making children happy this weekend anyways because I'm doing a story time. I'm contemplating doing some who hair for the Ooh, day because we're reading how the grant stole christmas yes so i am excited about that but my my salty is or i'm sorry not my salty i am salty, you are salty but my one. sour is like i wish my elsa picture came up on the <laughs> when people needed an elsa so also though you couldn't in the things where people are being elsa yeah in town in the near future you are unavailable yes i know because i am doing other things yeah <laughs> You're making children happy at make two. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. As Madison. There you go. Um, you learning anything? Oh, I am. What you learning? Um, I'm learning that like you can just take it one day at a time. <laughs> oh, you don't have to like do things. <laughs> well, way, that, think like, about things I can get overwhelmed by all of the things I want to do or, you know, by my to-do list. And so we have already talked about setting priorities or stuff being like, how do we decide if something is important and do it now or urgent or whatever. Um, But that it goes back a little to what you were saying about your little mini to-do list. Yes. Um, That you just do right now what is happening next Mm -hmm. and then you do the next thing and... Then you do the next thing. My problem is I get distracted about for something that I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the most important thing. But I think that that is just my creativity. I feel that too. I always give myself way too many projects around the holiday season. And so I have still done that to myself. But how I'm combating it is what actually needs to get done Mm -hmm. so that like things will function. Mm -hmm. Those are at the top of my list. It helps me. I can do that with you. Like mm-hmm. when I'm delegating things to oh, you. Oh, sure. Or even like it's Friday and we're recording and usually we record earlier. Yeah. But like this week I said, no, we cannot record until we do. We had a few responsibilities this. that we had yeah. to take care of. And the recording would have just gotten in the way of those and we yes. could do this later. Mm-hmm. So um, it's easier for me when you are involved. It's hard when it's like just just your me. I know. So there so I have like a list of things where I'm like this is what I would love to get done. Here is what actually needs mm-hmm. to get done. And then once I do that, I can pick something else from the other yeah. list. So prioritize people. Yes. Yeah. Don't it, overwork yourself. <laughs> like I tend to do. Well, it's just part like well and the thing is is like some of those things are fun i'm like oh i gotta do right. this and this i'm like no 
You don't, because even though those things are fun, they take energy and they take your time. Yeah. Well, like I was going to come to the quilted ornament class that's happening tonight. And then I told Madison this afternoon, actually, I'm not going to come. She's going to be here. And so I want to come. It's going to be fun. It's a craft I'm interested in. But honestly, I think I would rather go home and do computer work for make do that doesn't involve me having to talk to people. Yeah. Because that's what you said. You're like. I don't want to have to talk to people. No. So even though I know I'm like, oh, but there's going to be so many people there and it's people that I like and it's new people and mm-hmm. I want to be the face of make do too, but yeah. I don't have to do all of that. Nope. And so you can say no to good things. Yeah. That FOMO is hard. Yeah. But yeah, be kind to your body and your emotional self and say no to some stuff. Yeah. Or say, right. Say no to some stuff because you're saying yes to something else. Yeah. And sometimes that yes yes is you. Yeah. Sometimes that yes is just a different type of work. You never know. Uh, What are you learning? Um, This is a project that I probably shouldn't be doing. I don't have a tree skirt. Okay. I want to make one. Yeah. So I am in the process of learning how to make a tree skirt. So we have some here. Well, that's it. I know we have some here, but I want to make my own. <laughs> right. I mean, we have ones here that were made that you could use that process. Yes. So that's what I'm actually planning on doing is I, it's just going to take me time oh, yeah. to go through the instructions oh, and figure yeah. it all out. We were going to have a class on it, but we didn't cause I didn't have time to make, figure it out first. And yeah. So, then. so I think that's what I'm going to do. And the, so that's what I'm learning is learning yeah. how to make a tree skirt. Fun. Yeah. But that may not get done and that's okay. Right. Well, in the interim, you can take one of our samples. And just put it around the yeah. tree. I may, ha- I may do that. Um, but what has made it to the top of my importance list for like crafting things for Christmas, we have a new dog and I've made stockings for Richard and I and the rest of our dogs. Mm. She needs her own stocking. Oh, so that, that's, first. that's at the top of the list. Shouldn't take long, but. That that is happening first before my the list is skirt. just make another ornament. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fun. I yep. love it. All right, friends. It was a ra- it was a little bit of a shorter podcast. Than was what it? We've it normally felt long. Been doing. I feel like we've been talking a while. I mean, how long has it been? Less than an hour. Yeah, it's less than an hour. Oh, I know. I'm usually pretty good at guessing the time. Has it been f- uh, 53 minutes? Indeed, it has. It's almost 50. Now it's 54. <gasps> Y'all, I don't, sometimes we cut it out, but I guess it on the minute. Very, like, pretty much every yeah, time. It's impressive. So I'm amazing. There you go. <laughs> She's amazing at time guessing, y'all. It's I do wonderful. this in physical therapy too. There was things I had to do for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so I have a timer, but I would always try to, like, keep track in my head and then, like, hit stop on the timer and see how many seconds were actually left. Yeah. And I was usually like within one second hey, of 30 hey. seconds. There but you go. Anyway. So <laughs> hopefully some of these things will give you zest if you want to try any of them. Or if, ideas of where to look for your own zest. Yes. I'm on a mission to, to find more zest. I challenge y'all to go and find your own zest and this, this is always with the caveat of if i remember to do it i will put some links <laughs> put something in the show in the notes sh- <laughs> yeah. the problem is i upload it when i don't have my notes with me so it's yeah. sometimes i forget what i've said i will link but anyway thanks for listening yeah bye bye 
Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Circe. And visit our website, makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.